From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. Today is Tuesday, January 4th. I'm Lisa Mullins in Boston. More political turmoil in Pakistan after a key governor is assassinated. Also ahead, looking back at that iconic moment early in the Iraq war when Saddam's statue was toppled. The statue falling at Firdos Square was essential to this idea that the war is over. Plus, high inflation in Argentina has consumers spending like mad, and the government there likes it that way. The last thing a president wants when an election is looming is for growth to slow down. First, the day's top news headlines. BBC News with Marion Marshall. One of Pakistan's best-known liberal politicians, the governor of Punjab province, Salman Tazir, has been shot dead in Islamabad. Mr Tazir was in a busy market when one of his bodyguards opened fire on him. The government said the guard had confessed to the killing because of the governor's opposition to the country's blasphemy laws. Mark Lobel reports. Shot many times by his bodyguard as he left a coffee shop, Salman Tassir's assassination has robbed Pakistan of another high-profile liberal politician. The country's interior minister said the reason behind Mr Tassir's killing was his opposition to the country's controversial blasphemy laws, which had prompted threats against him by Islamists. The governor's death is a vivid reminder of how divisive politics in Pakistan remains and, in the current climate of political instability, how brutal it can get. African diplomats say Laurent Gbagbo is ready to negotiate a peaceful end to the political crisis in Ivory Coast without preconditions. But there's still no sign that he's willing to relinquish the presidency. A spokesman for his rival, Alassane Ouattara, the man recognised internationally as the winner of November's election, said his supporters wouldn't negotiate with Mr Gbagbo, they just wanted him to go. Regional leaders have insisted military action against Mr Gbagbo is still an option. A man who spent 30 years in an American prison for rape and robbery has had his conviction overturned after DNA evidence showed he was innocent. Here's Vanessa Bushluter. The case of Cornelius Dupre goes back 30 years, when two men forced their way into the car of a young woman and her companion at a liquor store in Dallas. The male driver was robbed and left at the side of the road. The woman was raped. She later picked out two men from a set of photographs shown to her by the police. Mr. Dupre was one of them. He was sentenced to 75 years in prison and spent three decades appealing against a verdict. He was finally released on parole last July. Only a week later, DNA tests came back showing he was innocent. A preliminary hearing to determine whether Michael Jackson's doctor should stand trial for manslaughter has opened in Los Angeles. Dr. Conrad Murray has pleaded not guilty but faces up to four years in prison if convicted. Rajesh Merchandani reports. Prosecutors are setting out some of their case against Dr. Conrad Murray, Michael Jackson's personal physician who's charged with his manslaughter. They say Dr. Murray had been treating the singer's insomnia with the powerful anaesthetic Propofol nearly every day for roughly two months, up to and including the day he died in 2009. They say evidence will show the star died in his bedroom and that Dr. Murray waited as long as 21 minutes before calling for help. It's thought Dr. Murray's lawyers may argue that Michael Jackson injected himself with a lethal dose in June 2009. World News from the BBC. 
Prosecutors in Germany have dropped an investigation into claims by a Russian dissident couple that they'd been poisoned on orders from Moscow. Viktor Kalashnikov and his wife Marina...